Okay, welcome back to One for the Road with Sarah and crew. And today I have two of my favorite women here, my sister Laura and her daughter Emily. And we are social distancing today. We've canceled all our weekend plans. So instead, we're podcasting from our kitchen again. Yay! <laughs> okay, aren't you guys excited? I'm so yes. excited. Are you excited, Emily? I have my tea right here ready for me. And I'm ready Where's to my vodka? <laughs> Can I get some dark wine? <laughs> we, I thought we weren't drinking today. Okay, so the first segment that we are going to pod today, or what do you call it? Cast or pod or talk about is drives me crazy. Let's just get this right out of the way. So this segment, you guys, we just talk about what drives us crazy. What drives me crazy? Yeah, huh? what drives you crazy? Can it just be one thing? It can be one thing. Can it be like a plethora of things? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm well, like, what drives you crazy? Me? Yeah. Uh, something that drives me crazy can either be stereotypes are the most annoying thing because it really just categorizes people in a negative way. And then also I hate... Um, helicopter moms. Uh, oh. You ha- what was that? Helicopter moms. Mm-hmm. So oh. you're saying you hate me? <laughs> to a point. Now. don't you call me a helicopter Ladies, mom? ladies, ladies. <laughs> Let's go back to what you first said, Emily. Yeah, okay. Stereotypes. Give yeah. us an example. Um, one stereotype is that short hair is either meant for boys or gay girls because I disagree with that. And unfortunately, society just makes that judgment right at that appearance because I have short hair. Do you talk about that with your friends? Do you talk with about the, those types of stereotypes? Um, not as much, but I could tell that I got a few looks when I cut my hair. Just because you more, had more judgmental, and also just some people. I also just the fact that I was afraid to go to school that day, kind of. Because, because you, I, I thought that people would judge me more than they did. Because you're the only one with short hair in your whole grade. Yeah, really. Um, besides... And it's very fashionable. It, it's trendy now. It, it matches my personality, and I feel much more confident with it. So, screw stereotypes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what else did you say about your mom? She is not a helicopter mom. She... I, I don't think she's a helicopter but, mom. Not a helicopter but, but mom. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. <laughs> um, if you were to do your chores, then I wouldn't be yeah. a helicopter mom. But um, I just feel like some moms don't know where it is to like to stop when it what time. Um, some moms don't know when to stop about like how much they should protect their kids. Because sure, at a certain age, you should be protective, but you should never be overprotective, I think. That's my opinion, though. Well, we were... That just drives me crazy when people almost protect their kids, especially when they're in high school. You can protect them and teach them, but sometimes they need to learn for themselves before they go to college. They have to fail before they succeed. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, but it, it drives me crazy when some mother... And mothers just kind of block society and the and 
keep their innocence for as long as they can because sometimes it's better just to teach them rather than hiding the world. So do you think it's fair to say that maybe your mom is just being overprotective? Do you think that's a possibility? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I am a genuinely, like, good kid, so I never really have to face my mom trying to, like, overprotect me from something because I always just kind of understood it. Well, maybe, um, as a parent, you know, we were not given any kind of Mm -hmm. instruction book or a manual to be a parent, and, um, your mom and I are only 14 months apart, And pretty much we were raised by wolves. And so maybe um, she's just trying to kind of overcompensate. Okay, Laura, your turn. What drives me crazy? Well, I'm a pretty laid back, Mm -hmm. patient, 50-ish person, (laughs) woman. (laughs) And... I would say, no, Um, what drives me crazy, really nothing drives me that baddie except when I ask my kids to do something three or four times and they don't do it. And then I start yelling and then I, you know, kind of become Freddy Krueger because (laughs) I'm really mad. And that kind of what drives me crazy. Or my husband, we have this big, huge, king-size bed, and he sleeps on <laughs> two inches of the side. I um, think he's still used to me sleeping in the middle of you guys. You think that's it? Maybe that's that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so wait, Emily, she just said that it drives her crazy when she asks her kids three times to do something and they don't do it. What do you think about that? I am, I'll be honest, I am very guilty with not doing everything (laughs) right away and not recycling my LaCroix cans. Yeah. But I think I try my best to like do it when she says it, but sometimes when she says it so like, like, go put this away. Sometimes I just don't because I just like, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's so mean. And then I just like walk away. I think she's probably just being like our mom. And sometimes we have to say to ourselves, mirror, mirror on the wall. I am my mother after all. <laughs> Does she have lists for you? Um, List of things to do? Sometimes. She has it more for AJ because AJ has more problems like remembering. And he needs it like written down for him. But I... She she does it, but I don't look at it. It doesn't. Help to me. my defense, I got an I. You know, it drives me crazy picking up all your half drank Lacroix cans, <laughs> and I can probably fill <laughs> ten garbage bags. You know, in a day. You know, uh, th- that's what drives me a little berserk. Um. I think that now to anybody listening, I know this, we're doing this in fun and right. really, you know, the segment drives me crazy. Everybody's got something, but right. take it or leave it. It's, I know you're listening going, Oh my God, this is such 
like white privilege, <laughs> these problems. Oh my gosh, the LaCroix cans and the... <laughs> but isn't it drives you crazy, very trivial, trivial though? Absolutely. I mean, it is. Yeah. That's... So whether you're driving down the road and you're behind Pet this Pet person Pet who is looking at their cell phone and they're at a red light or they're at a stop sign and you're thinking, okay, let's go. I mean, doesn't that drive you yeah. crazy Absolutely. too? Yeah. How many times, now let's be honest, how many times have you been honked at at a red light where you're looking at your phone and the light turns green and somebody behind you, behind yeah. you honks. I know. Yeah. I'm or very guilty. Or it's a cop. Or it's even a cop and what? they honk. You had that happen? <laughs> what? I don't remember that. But yeah, pet peeves are just supposed, pet peeves are kind of just like They're trivial. light little problems that just mess with your brain when a lot of people are just like, that's just like stupid yeah. stuff. Speaking of stupid, so... Um, and I really don't even use that word very much, stupid, except for oh, yeah. <laughs> little videos that I think are just ridiculous that, um, one of my children, I'm not going to mention which one, but used to sit at the counter and say, oh my gosh, mom, look at this, look at this video, look at this video. And she would just look at her phone, it seemed for hours and watch little videos and laugh and talk about them and want to show me. And she'd showed me something that I didn't think was very funny. Well, so that used to drive me crazy. And now it's ironic that she videotaped me a couple weeks ago when I went to visit her in Columbus. Hint, hint, which child? And I had had a couple cocktails and we got back to her apartment and I didn't want to sleep in her bed because she hadn't changed she hadn't changed the sheets since her (laughs) boyfriend last visited anyways this little video she took she put on TikTok which I don't even have but it has gotten over a half a million views yeah so ironically this stupid video is what really used to drive me crazy (laughs) And now I am the subject of now one of her stupid, stupid videos. videos. Yes. <laughs> so, anyway, everybody's got things that drive them crazy. It's just a fun little segment. We because will. then that puts you on the spot. You know what I mean? What? To leave it rolling? No, to not leave it rolling. When you say, okay, we're rolling, and then, you know. You, know you commenting I mean? on Emily's smelly feet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or the fact that we were just talking about us sitting here laughing and people are in panic mode. Uh, yes, yes, that's what that, And buying yeah. up all the toilet paper yeah. and the meat. I saw this And pushing video. people and grabbing yeah, toilet paper. Of an and old lady fighting over toilet paper with like another woman who had like five carts of it. And I was like rooting for the old lady. She got it, so I was happy. I mean, in the seriousness of the coronavirus. But like toilet paper won't, like, it's a lung, it's a lungs, it's your respiratory system, not your bum. I kind of wanted to post this the other day, <laughs> but when I went to the island last week for a meeting at the Keys, you know, we're not open, so none of the restrooms are working, none of the water, all the water oh. is turned off, and I was standing there with Dad and Uncle Eric, and I had to go to the bathroom so bad, so I went back behind the dairy aisle, and I just peed. 
And I was looking Thank around. You. What am I going to... And I grabbed... There was a pile of leaves back in behind the dairy aisle. <laughs> oh and so I used a dried up buckeye leaf. Yeah. See, people who are worrying about toilet paper... Way overrated. There. There's leaves out there. You don't need toilet paper. Who cares about Charmin Ultra Soft? We have leaf ultra nature. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Moving on to bridging the gab. Yeah. We were going to talk about the life of a 14-year-old girl, what it's like today. Okay, Emily. Yes. So, as a 14-year-old girl growing up today, who would you stand in line to see to get tickets? So, this is basically you're standing in line for hours. Yeah. Well, let me just get this out of the way and just say I am not really interested in, in like similar music as a lot of the like 14 year old girls that I talk to um I would probably and old there's this smaller artist that I like named Cave Town I think people my age would probably know who I'm talking Cave about. Town yeah this okay is his hoodie actually his name's Robbie and he's just kind of like a chill from the UK has a cool British accent kind of dude. And, and how did you discover him? Um, I think through just different shows. Um, they made animations for the shows and then um, people who were fans of the shows kind of drew. So is he an actor he, or a singer? A, he's not an actor. He's a singer. And a singer. Okay. People would use his songs to kind of create something called an animatic, which just incorporated characters from shows I liked. So I just figured out his music and I liked it. So I just figured out more of his music and I found a yeah. good so, no. so how many hours would you stand in line for? I I would just bring a tent, maybe some dried fruit, some popcorn <laughs> and then um for twenty four hours, tw- forty hours, I-, I would pay a lot to see him again. Because this I, is I for tickets. For this tickets? is just about, yeah, this is yeah, yeah, for tickets, yeah. I, I would do that. I would do that. You would? Mm-hmm. Even if it's raining and yeah. snowing? Yeah, I love the rain. stand in I love, line? I would dance in the rain to one of his music, some of his music, just dance in the rain. Um, uh, who else? I, can it also just be like p- people who are in shows? And Absolutely, stuff? anything. The whole cast Anyone. of It. <laughs> I knew she was gonna do that. No, no, are no, you no, snoring no. or are you yeah. laughing? No, 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 no. But can, I'll, I'll bring it down to two people who is who are also in a new show from based on a comic called "I'm Not Okay with This," and it's like a Netflix original series and um, Y Olaf and Sophia Lillis. Uh, they're just they're popular kid actors. And they're, like, a lot of people know about the Stranger Things kids and that, but there's other young young actors who are making a huge difference, and I think those what, two are doing it. What do you mean making a huge difference? Just in the acting world, like, they're just bringing new actors because they're kind of new, but they're also, they're just good people, too, like... Why Olaf is hilarious. Sophia is like so sweet, and I think those are the type of people we need to grow up and be in broad, not Broadway, um, Hollywood. You can relate to them. 
You feel like you can relate to them? I can feel like I relate, and I think a lot of my friends relate to them. And yeah, they're just even though they're actors. Even though they're actors, they're they're people, and um, we see that through Mm -hmm. what they post and what they do. Who would you stand in line for? The only person that I could think of was Jane Goodall. Oh, she would be a good. And what about you? At this point in time, and oh, in my life. Uh, probably The Rock. We know you the love rock. The Rock. Um, um, maybe Iron Man. <laughs> Iron Man, Thor, The Rock. Oh yeah, uh, Green Lantern Thor. one time. Maybe just all the Avengers. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, a player. I see. <laughs> oh, oh, don't you call it that ship? You know, what? have you ever heard of that? No. Italian, Sarah. So there's there's something if you ship two characters together. Like a relationship, if you want them to be in a relationship together, that's called a ship. She you mean say, like to anybody? Like, a, yeah, like let's say for example, um, Iron Man and Thor. No, The Rock and okay. Iron Man. Do you ship The Rock and Iron Man together? Like, do you want them to be a relationship? No, I want to no, be in a relationship. No, then it's you and Thor and Thor Iron Man. And so, Iron how Man. would you say that? Lord I, I think I think that's called a threesome. <laughs> that's I don't know. Right <laughs> oh my god, I'm Jim cannot hear this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Emily. Um, anybody in your class have any tattoos? No. At least I don't know of. No. No, I don't. Have you ever thought about? She's only fourteen. Well, I know. I'm just asking. This is the life of a 14-year-old. Yesterday, we were actually talking about tattoos. And if I ever were to get one, I probably wouldn't. But it'd probably be in honor of someone, like Mm -hmm. anybody who passed away or just... And it'd be small. It wouldn't be anything big. I used your Aunt Sarah's um, uh, reasoning or philosophy with you. And your dad looked at me like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're Guess gonna, we all swear. You're gonna buy. You're gonna buy her a car of her choice, and I said, "Okay, well, maybe I should no, use someone no. else's." Okay, so um, we no. Let me explain. So, when our kids were like twelve years old, mm-hmm. say Audrey was twelve, and so Josie was what nine, we said, "Okay, if you guys can make it through the end of college." The end of college with getting good grades and graduating from college with only one piercing in your ear, just an ear for the girls, nothing for the boy, um, no tattoos, and good grades. That when you graduate from college, we would buy you a car within reason. Not a car of your choice, but a car within yeah. reason. So, um, first one didn't make it. Um, second one did, so we had to follow through. Mm -hmm. And there were many times when she begged for that second piercing in her ear. And I said, absolutely, you can have a second piercing, but then the deal's off. Go ahead. But there'll be, you know, and she then would start to think about it and she never went ahead with anything. And so we bought her a car. That's nice. Yeah. I... I'm not really interested in getting tattoos or piercings, but... Well, we were just talking about last night because because 
my friend's daughter has one of those bullhorn no. rings septum. in her nose. Septum. Oh, so a septum. Cool. I love septum piercings. Which I cannot. No, they are so cool. No, they are. They are. Reminds me of a bull. <laughs> you remind me of a bull. <laughs> They're awful. They're not you attractive. You <laughs> They're not attractive. See the generation gap here? We have a 14-year-old who likes the nose ring. Oh. Her mom does not. I don't care for it either, but I'm not going to judge. If you want to get your nose pierced. No, you're not. Or your nipple or your or your <laughs> or your butt. finger or wherever. Go ahead. A finger piercing. I never heard of that. Okay. So, in your class, have you ever experienced any bullying in your class? I myself haven't, but I have stood up to a girl who... Good for you. ...who was bullied. She had um, Tourette's, and people would bully two boys who nobody really found were fond of, um, bullied her, and so I stepped out of my way I didn't immediately talk to them I kind of just persuaded her to tell a teacher or adult that she's comfortable with I encouraged her to talk to somebody else besides just me even the guidance counselor and she did and they got what they deserved and they got in trouble and I didn't have to tell on them it was all her doing and I also spoke up when he was making, one of the boys were making a big deal about it. I was like, I I just responded with, just drop it. Don't mention anything that could upset her because that will just bring you into deeper and bad territory. So I just tried to step in in a logical way Mm -hmm. instead of uh, an emotional way. So because I have to have to. Mom, aren't you proud of that? I am. <laughs> She's done that more than once, yeah, too. Yeah, Um Just Speaking your mind. Okay. Now, I know you'll be very open and honest, Emily, because mm-hmm. you are that type of girl. But have there been any situations at all in your class or outside of your class um, that you've been pressured to use alcohol well no um i'm very fortunate to never been in the situation where there was anybody who was forcing me into anything in such as that especially since i found a great friend group of very genuine kind people that i plan to stick on and keep in contact with during high school too so and we we never thought of drugs. We don't find it. So the cool. same goes for smoking. Yeah. Or drugs as well. Yeah. Just drugs, alcohol, anything. Tobacco. Tobacco. And you know, at fourteen, the fact that you haven't—that's pretty amazing yeah. in today's yeah. time. I, Your I'm aunt grateful. will be very proud of you. <laughs> yes. I, I'm grateful because also um, a lot of the kids in my grade, I don't even think, have witnessed. A lot of drug abuse or, or um, whatever, um, temp, um, peer pressure. Mm-hmm. I think Jesu lives under a bubble. It, it does, in, does in a good or bad way. In a good way. Well, in that, it's in that in that case, yeah. absolutely in, in a, a good, good way. way. There, there's situations where it's it's a good thing that we're so kind of separate, 
but also it can feel kind of. Okay, so let's take that term like living in a bubble. Mm-hmm. It, a positive aspect of living in a bubble would be you haven't been exposed to yeah. drugs or alcohol in mm-hmm. your friend group, in your class, right? Mm-hmm. What would be a negative aspect of Just, living in a bubble? I also mentioned this in kind of my pet peeves, being protected from things that we should be learning about rather than, like, we shouldn't be, um, like, like, my school is a Catholic school. Even though you're in a Catholic school. But, but, but they kind of hide some things. Of the, they kind of hide some things of the faith that, in, in, like, to protect us when I think... We should be learning about it and overcoming it instead of just being like... Are you talking about the Catholic religion itself? Just some things. Like sometimes... There was this one time where they didn't want to say a prayer because it had hell in it. Oh, gotcha. So because they didn't want to scare the kids. But I feel like that's something, especially hell, is something that we should be learning about and figuring out ways so it's not scary. And when Jesu... Uh-oh. We'll bleep that out. Yeah. <laughs> um, when my school is so in a bubble, it just... Some kids just never learn about a lot of this stuff until high school. And but it's, it's almost overpowering and gotcha. overwhelming mm-hmm. when they do learn. So, But even though you're at a Catholic school, mm-hmm. some of your classmates have come out. Yeah. And um, so even though she is in that kind of bubble... There still is. There's still people who are trying to fight all that bubble and came out as gay by... In your class. In my mm-hmm. class. And we are a very accepting class, and I love my grade because b- despite whatever the church says about that topic, we're all just... We know that they're a good person, and we are there for them, and that's what really matters. And... It doesn't have to... That's the beauty of kids your age, Mm -hmm. that the acceptance for and support that people that want to come out or have the opportunity and feel supported. Yeah. There's still diversity in that bubble. There is, there is. Which is what Um, I'm trying to say. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, it's, it's hard for the adults especially because it's kind of hard for them to understand that a kid... In eighth or seventh grade, already know already know that they're gay or that it's kind of hard for them to accept that, or they just don't accept being gay in general. So there is times where the people who I knew and know who are gay have to face times where they are judged or ridicu- ridiculed or they or people say that they are not that when. They know who they are, and I trust my friends, and I trust whoever is willingly able to come out. I think that it should it, that takes a lot of courage, and I don't think that they're faking it. When it takes that much courage. Why do you think people think that they're faking it? A lot of people do. A lot of people think, or they think that it's not as serious or it's not as real, because they think that. God, like some, this is just what some people think. They think that God kind of created people, per like almost in like an image of with man and woman. That's how it, the image was. So a lot of people don't believe 
and they just believe that it's just a temptation. It's not actually like you can't just. Does it make you angry when it, you it hear does. people talk like that? Especially conversion therapy is, it's just like, so, I can't believe some of it is still going on. That should be something that the whole church, and it might be Protestant churches, anything, but the it's we're supposed to be loving as mm-hmm. Catholic people, not hateful to just different minorities. It's just not fair. And that's not what God wants at all. So, Aw, listening to you, I just look at my <laughs> sister and say, you've done such a great job. It was all me. Parenting, she didn't do anything. Oh, <laughs> I, I almost like got to have a tear in my eye. Yeah. It's all Emily. Oh, <laughs> She's I a know, good soul. Thank you. Okay, uh, I was thinking about this. Um, because of your cousin's situation, mm-hmm. who is um, 19, uh, my son, Griffin, yeah. your first cousin, uh, we've been so open and um, willing to share with um, our family issue of addiction. Yeah. Um, and you know, Griffin was in rehab for 75 days mm-hmm. and then sober living and Ignatius let him graduate um, with the class mm-hmm. and, you know, how special that was. Yeah. But in talking so much with you about it over the last 17 months or so, has that experience made you a little bit um, more comfortable in talking about I, issues with your friends? I think... Um, oh, I know we've told you, go ahead and share his yeah. story, please. I think... Answer any questions if anybody asks... Cause, you know, many, many communities were aware of the situation. I think that that situation kind of opened my eyes to my friends always being there for me because it was kind of a hard time for the whole family. And I didn't, there's some times where I can't talk to my parents or I prefer to have a friend to talk to because I feel like sometimes they just understand my situation a bit more or they just know how to reply in a more way that I would like to hear at that time. There's nothing wrong with what you say, Mom. It's just how it is sometimes. And just my... Just... I... Because I tend to be somebody who listen. I listen. I don't really say my problems. I listen to other people's and I give them the advice. That's very wise, But when... But that situation kind of helped me reach out more when I did have problems. And now I'm a very open person, like... When we have sleepovers, sometimes we could just be like, let's sit down, let's all just talk about our problems in the house. When did you have problems? If, n- nothing like bad, just, oh. just simple stuff like, like this person was bothering me today, oh. or I just didn't feel good today. It, 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 every, but you always every come teenager. home and you vent to me, like every but, day. But, it's but there may friends. be some issues that she doesn't vent to yeah. you. She I, may I things, but confide in her friends. Does. Oh. It's, I, I just have more of a... I relate to my friends a lot, and they relate to my problems. So we kind of have each other's backs when, okay. and we understand each other and talk with each other. So that kind of, that helped me. And now I'm also much more comfortable talking about that topic, and I feel like I know more about the issue of drugs, and I, well, I never like... And drug- you'll never do them. I'll, I'll never do them, yeah. Okay, so if you had to say, give advice to, to some parents that are listening to this, yeah, 
Okay, not a 14-year-old, 15-year-old. Give advice to, to parents. I would just say love your child no matter what. And a lot of parents say that they do. And a lot of like parents love their children unconditionally, and I know that. But sometimes it's hard to see that. And not with you guys, but with my friends and with some people I touched with and or just stories I hear online. Just being there for your child regardless, no matter what they say, no matter what orientation, sexual orientation they are, no matter what mistakes in drug use or whatever they have done, just always having their back and always being there so they could talk to you is one of the most important things. Because sometimes you don't know what to say back. And it's hard for an adult to kind of understand their kids. But just simply having their back and always being like, listen, if you ever need to talk to me. Being supportive. And just being supportive and just being there. That's my biggest thing to learn from being, like, to reach out to your kids. Just don't expect them to tell you everything because as long as... They won't. Because they won't. And as long as you have their backs through thick and thin, you are a good parent and... Coming from a 14-year-old girl. Yeah. Woo. You're wise beyond your years, Emily. Thank you. She's a 30-year-old in a 14-year-old body. Hey, I'll take that any day. She parents me. Does this mean mean I can have a white claw or something? No. No. I used to think that, I used to say to one of my children that um, I would, right to their face, I would say, you make me a better parent. Like, mm-hmm. makes me toe the line. Oh, you make me a better parent. I try. <laughs> yeah. With all the mistakes Sometimes I that parent. I've made. I, I, have, I have an issue, though, where I, I over... I kind of parent people. Like, I parent my, my mom. Your friends and, then, and your no, mom? No, no, not my friends. But I parent my brother, too. So I'm like, AJ, you can't do that. I'm like, why? You're my younger sister. Why are you telling me what to do? I'm like, because I know more. <laughs> when he probably does, but I, I like. Well, on that note, who inspires you? Um, me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, what? I think just, I would say my family, but also my friends a lot too. Just St. Bernadette? St. Bernadette, yeah. But, but more. What I'm, did St. Bernadette do? She I don't I don't know. I know like two things. Yeah, no. She um she I almost had an instant connection with her when I figured about her story and it was just more like a genuine thing. I just didn't like like I think she was cool. I just was like I I relate to her. She's just she was she kind of stood up for what she believed too because people thought she was crazy when she like saw an apparition of Mary and that stuff. It's a long story. It's like a very long story because there's like seven apparitions I think but um she she just stood up and she went against when people called her crazy and they tried to like put her into a mental hospital or like like ask her she was a girl she was a girl she was was a little girl she she was probably around my age now Mm -hmm. and she just stuck with what she believed in and that's what I try to do I try to see what's right and wrong and just stay despite what people say I try. I just stay true to myself and my moral, my morals, and your inner compass. My inner compass, and I'm also just 
inspired by my friends too because they're very caring and they're always they kind of inspire me to be a better person sometimes too and they inspire me just to like be myself too so just having them I'm trying to think back to 14 I remember it very very well (laughs) and I can't even imagine if I were asked that question back then who I would have said what about you Laura at 14 she probably would still now say that she's inspired by the rock (laughs) No, no. At 14, let's see, we were living in the O'Brien house. Mm -hmm. and A lot of stuff happened in there. um, I was, um, I don't know, John Wayne maybe? Inspired you? Well, you were inspired by John Wayne? Yeah, you named your dog Duke. Yeah, (laughs) I loved John Wayne. All of his movies and, and even our father reminded me of him. Just his stature. And, you know, his charisma. What did he inspire you to do? Or how did he... I wanted to be a movie actress back then. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yes, yeah. All I did was watch TV. Yeah. I mean, I went to school and But you can't act, you can't sing. Well, I can't sing. But no, I don't think... To answer your question, I really don't know if I had anyone that truly inspired me back then. At 14, yeah. At 14. We were kind of wild. Because we were very wild. Our parents were working all the time. We had live-in babysitters in the summer. Moving right along, shifting gears into what you watching. Speaking of, wait, when you were talking about the It cast that you Mm -hmm. would stand in line, because you're a Stephen King fan, did you watch his new... Netflix series? There's only 10 episodes? No. I never heard. What is that? Oh my gosh. It is... Uh, and we were talking about the God and Devil. If you believe in the God, then why wouldn't you believe in the Devil? Mm-hmm. That's the kind of the premise for the show. Yeah. Um, what is it? Well, I forgot what the name of it. That's Help not me the, out. Well, that's not The Omens. No, it? no, like no. The good omens? Like in the last couple of weeks. Let's figure it out. It was good. It was really good. And I do not like Supernatural at all. I'll, I'll, I'll at all. Yeah. Um, but the cast is great, and the writing is good, and it's Stephen King. He appears in his, um, yeah, you know he, how he, he appears in Is it on Netflix? I think so. I don't know. They're all the same to me. I just get it all through Amazon. Oh, it's called The Outsider. The Outsider. With Justin Bateman. Okay. There's we 10 episodes. That. It's so okay. good. And the Ozarks are starting soon, too. I heard the third season. Oh, yeah, the end of March. Yeah, the end of March. But, yeah, I'll I'll check that out. Okay, the um, Outsiders. Yeah, I'm I'm watching TikTok. TikTok? See, you and Josie, do you just watch videos for hours? It's it's addictive because you just scroll and scroll, and they know what you like. So it's it's always just like you... they, They just have what you want, and... But then also, I'm not TikToking. I got yeah. finally I got but, Snapchat, and I'm I'm not. But it's no, too many. I but I am. There's this a few shows that I recommend. I really like The Politician. It's a good Netflix show. You've watched that? Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. Why? The one with Ben Platt. Ben Platt. Of course, oh. I have to watch it. What's it good? Is it worth it's watching? It's good. The Politician. It's, there okay. there is a few scenes that like you might not be like I can't believe Emily watched this. But what like, else is in there? Ben Platt, Laura, um, Lauren Dreyfus. She was Zoe in Dear Van Hansen. Oh, yeah, but isn't there a big name in there? 
I'm not sure. I think Ben Platt's the biggest name. But I... What else? Um, I'd also, by the way, just going far back, I would in line for Ben Platt. I forgot to mention that. Ben Platt, he's... Um, he was is he related to Jack Splat? <laughs> no, he, 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 no he, and he's not no. related to Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he, he was in German Hansen, and he I love his music, and he's just a good guy. But then also, um, I'm I'm watching. I'm not okay with this. It's it's just sh- it's short. There's like twenty. I'm not okay with this. I I am not okay with this. Um, <laughs> oh, Paul Trow's in the politician. That's the bigger name that I oh. knew there was a bigger but, name. Um, but what was it I'm not okay with this. Yeah, it, it's orig- I didn't know this, but it was originally a comic. Um, but then Netflix is making an original series out of it. It's a it's good. It's more. I I I don't think these guys would like it because it's meant for my age of audience, but. I like it, and it What's has it about? Sophia um, Lewis and Wyatt Olaf in it. Oh. But um, it's about this one girl who like gets like tell like tell what the mind thing tele- telepathy. But the, the the telekinesis. Oh. Telekinesis powers where like she can move stuff with her mind. Oh. Um, almost in like in a loving way, like in Stranger Things, but it's it's very different from Stranger Things though. And I really like it, and it's good. So, yeah. What about you, Laura? Well, Jim and I just finished The Hunters. You just finished it? Well, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. The Nazi, yeah. They're Jews that hunt Nazis. But you could talk about Schitt's Creek. And then Emily and I are watching Schitt's Creek, which is hilarious. If you haven't seen it, That's on my list. So, wait, let's get back to The Hunters. Because Al Pacino is in it. It takes place in, obviously I watched it. 77. 1977. Mm -hmm. And it is about... um, Nazis among us. Right. They discover that there are about 100 Nazis living in the U.S. So they hunt them. And it is... There's a lot of violence. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's kind of a mystery twist at the end. Yes. Yes. Make believe. I have to watch those kind of shows sometimes because I was watching a million little things. things and after the second episode, I was, felt like I was watching like parts of my life. <laughs> and there's absolutely, it's so clean. There's no swearing. There's no violence. And when you're like... Boring. <laughs> boring. So I have to balance it. So mm-hmm. I thought The Hunters was a good balance. million little things and, you know, The Hunters. The hunters. Yeah, so we're also, I just finished, not Jim, but um, Killing Eve second season, which is really good. The too. ending is a twist. The ending I, I only watched the last really? episode, mm-hmm. I know. Gotta watch that. That's killing, that's, um, you know, your, your espionage spy who falls in love, da-da-da-da. You know, that's bringing a lot of elements in. Mm-hmm. Don't you think we've become so desensitized to violence and killing with yeah. humans? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That and then when dogs die, right? We cry even, it's a, you know, even if it's a you know mm-hmm. or a, a period piece with a a war yeah. uh, movie and a horse dies. It's like oh my god, how did they do that? It's it's normal for society because I feel like in ways now adults are trying to fix 
it the desensitization. I can't speak, but you know what I'm trying to say. They're trying to fix that numbness to to violence to violence, right? Yeah. And through um, animation for kids, like now they're just trying to hide everything now. So now the newer generations don't know as much violence until. And now until they start playing video games, until they start doing that stuff, yeah, <laughs> right. But but I feel like society's trying to fix it, but they're just not doing it well. Mm-hmm. Because do you think it would be um, kind of the European, um, and I'm I'm generalizing, but um, European philosophy of um, that showing letting your children watch shows that are sexual versus violence um, would be more beneficial here I to feel, kids in the United yeah, States? Yeah, I feel like, yeah, because ever since fifth grade, I just thought, like, of that stuff. Whenever somebody mentioned anything around... Sexual? Sexual. Right. I would just, like, block it out and th- because I think it was gross and because that's what I was taught. Like, society has taught me that. Just that was gross. Right, instead of being beautiful and natural. Yeah. And um, now I'm just not really phased by it, you know? I'm just like... Because I just know that after just being educated a bit more, that it's just normal. And I think kids should know that it's not, like, a foreign thing, you know? And, like, crazy and, like, alien, like... Okay, favorite movie. Okay. Well, I think that is easy for me to say. Latest. I mean, not like overall. Like, oh, no, not Chisholm. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> Chisholm. <laughs> Chisholm. No, Nobody so even knows what Chisholm um, is. John Wayne John Pants. Wayne. <laughs> okay, so um, I really like... Let me think. Like current movie. Yeah, yeah. Something you've seen in the last couple of years. I, I like oh. The Goldfinch. The Goldfinch is really good and underrated. It's underrated. You know, I... Goldfinch? The Goldfinch, yeah. It's based on the book. I I love the proposal. Is that too old? No, that's That's, a great... That's a classic. Yeah. That's a funny... That's a love. I could watch that over and over and laugh. Yeah. And laugh and laugh and laugh at the same scenes over and over. I know this isn't a movie, but The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Good. You like that? You're a fan? Bachelor Good Bachelor. drama. Good drama. Although whenever, whenever I need Pilot drama. Pete. Whenever I need, no, whenever I need drama and I want to rant about stuff or be like, that's so stupid, I just turn on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. I also just watched something called Love is Blind, and it's like this like show, and it's like an experiment. It was like meant to be an experiment where people, it was almost like blind dating, like actual blind I, I turned dating. on one episode because somebody yeah. was talking about it. I couldn't yeah. do it. I, I, I watched it because I was super bored, and I, it, it was an easy show to watch when I was doing my homework. And some people actually got married, and I was, I was and some are, like, were married for a year by now. And it's just crazy to me. I'm like, wow. That's... I think if I also would pick an overall... One of my favorite movies is probably Jaws and Halloween. You know, those old, good yeah. movies. But if you watch them now, they're yeah. so cheesy. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. I like Jaws. Yeah. Um, I never watch Halloween. Although I'll never should. go swimming in the ocean. But um, I, I like it. I know. 
Ah, uh, it's it's good. I'm not a horror person. I'm not like a really a horror movie person, but now I'm slowly starting to become one. Because, I was liking the scary movies. Yeah, kind of grows on you. It, it yeah. does. It does. What about you, Sarah? What's your favorite movie recent? Recent? Yeah, recent. My new favorite movie is The Good Liar with Helen Mirren. It's a oh. crime thriller. Okay. It's out on Netflix out or Amazon on, or yeah. something. Okay, we'll have One to of those. Watch that. Okay. Yes, it's so good. Okay. The Good Liar. And I think Helen Mirren is, you know, she's been around forever, but this, I just. I admire her. Can I mention an, like some animated movies? Oh sure. Okay. So, um, well, first I let me, let's just talk about. Um, have you guys both seen Hair Love, the no. short animation? Oh yeah. I I can't watch I, animation. I, it's, no, this, no, is this a, one is like good. It's this like, won an Oscar. Oh. It it's really from good. a Beaumont graduate. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um. Her and a former Brown. It's star. kind of. It's it's really good, and I think it speaks a lot. Another one of my favorite ones, short animation or short film is in a heartbeat. I don't think you guys both seen it. It also touches on like the LGBTQ plus community. Beautiful animation. It is. I think it won. It it definitely won some awards. Okay, I'll watch that one because it touches on that. And hair love. It's on YouTube. It's it's a short. And then hair love touches on like like the representation of like hair. Uh, of different minorities, like black people who... Oh, it's called, like, hair. Like, yeah, actual... Hair love. Like, hair love. Like oh, hair. not, like, the rabbit, the hair. No. Oh, gotcha. No, no, it shows different, like, like, like this girl who has... No, it's a father's like, struggle. Yeah. Father's to do his young daughter's hair oh, because her okay, mom... Oh, okay, okay, I'll watch that. Yeah, it's, it's good. And then also, it, it shows representation because, because hair, hair constantly is re- represented and shows there's it's always the same type of hair for princesses really just the same straight pretty wavy hair and this kind of touches on different types of hair more kinky hair more oh just see i like nice. that already okay and then in a heartbeat's also I one of, but that's animated that. yeah yeah okay I in a heart- I haven't watched it yeah. in, in a heartbeat is one of the films i also recommend it it was like made in probably 2017 i don't know it it Great animation. It's short. It's like two minutes, and touches. So they're on. not cartoons. They're just animated. They're animation. These are short okay. films. Gotcha. And they're all music. I'm kind of out of touch with that. Yeah. But then, um, I I love animation because I feel like it speaks on different levels. But recently, I feel like, and I could rant about this constantly. Recently, I feel like Disney's kind of what? Isn't that what you're doing? <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, but recently I feel like Disney's kind of lost its groove. Really, they're just—they're just now. They forgot that it's meant for not Children? just kids, but it's meant for all ages. Animation oh, gotcha. it has the stereotype. One of the things that drive me crazy isn't that why that you're going to be an animator and a storyboard? Something that drives me crazy is the stereotype that animation is—that animation is. Just for kids and meant for kids when it really isn't. Animation can speak um, so much more words than a lot of just normal film um, Hollywood productions can. It's it speaks words through, throughout even having to use words. Like in a heartbeat, uses only music. It speaks millions of words of and it it makes people 
like I watched this video of people reacting to it, made people cry. It it's just animation touches so much people, and that's why in the future I might wanna work with animation. I'm not a great animator, so I probably would either do like more storyboards mm-hmm. and like like graphing out the ideas and the storyline because I would love that because I feel like Disney just forgot why it was created and sure hey, I'm going to I'm definitely going to watch those this weekend I am yeah. and I'm going to report back to you yeah. what I thought about those too because it really sounds like they have um a great message mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay this is the first segment that we have done called 50 cents this is advice from people over 50 50 or above so Emily unfortunately you're out of this one Dang I know. Aren't you so disappointed? Shoot. So put on your listening ears. Uh, So sweet sister Laura, we're both over 50. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe in age, but not in mind. Definitely not. (laughs) Definitely not. So my advice would be learn to say no. That is so important. Yeah, because so many times you forgo your own happiness or comfort because you can't say no. Because you want to be a nice person and you, you try and please be, everyone. Right, right, and you want to be that nice friend or you want to be that nice mom and at you school be- and then you're and then you get then you're all worried, overwhelmed, overwhelmed, overburdened, overcommitted. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so my husband hasn't learned that yet, and he's over 50, but you need to learn to say no, because there's a lot of young people out there, people younger than me, who are just as capable of doing it, or doing... What people ask you to do. What people ask. I wish somebody would have given me that advice 20 years ago. Me too. I know. Don't you think now women especially are practicing more self-care and saying no? Yes. Yeah. You know, I still think that, well, I think that's because so many of them are working now and it's a, it's a dual income family. So I think that they have their independence because they're working and then they're going to the gym or they're taking, they're not, they're not an in the home mom like I was mm-hmm. when these, when our kids, I didn't go back to work immediately. Yeah, same. So my kids became my life mm-hmm. and still the kids are your life. my life. But <laughs> yeah, I do. I think women are, are taking, um, more, um, more care of themselves. Yeah. But any other advice? Um, live in the moment. That's my big one. Laugh often. Sit down and actually play with your kids, whether they're three and you play cards, cars with them, or they're 14 and you play heads up with them. You know, I think it's important to still play games and engage in the home because so many, so so often they're on their phones mm-hmm. watching videos, whether it's tic-tac, 
Ta. Right, Emily? Or you or YouTube. You know, they're they're constant constantly on their phones. That's great advice. What do I have on my list? Mine is very, very superficial, but fun. Uh And a couple years ago, this is my advice. And I'll, I'll preface it with why it's my advice. So a couple years ago, within a six month period, I think Trey and I had gone to about seven different funerals Mm -hmm. of people all different ages from, um, overdosing to natural causes and everything in between. And I got home one day and I said, I'm going to put my everyday dishes away and I'm going to get out my China because life is just too short not to use your China. I probably hadn't used it in over 10 years. Yeah, mine's still collecting dust. Yeah, and so I put my everyday dishes away and got out my china, and I did not care if they got broken. I didn't care if, you know, uh-huh. if you microwaved them. I, we just used it, and uh-huh. we really enjoyed it. And our, how long did you use it for? About six months. Oh, really? Yeah. Because your china is different. It's all different. Yeah, Yeah. like 12 different My china is plain white, so so are my everyday dishes. So for me... I I mean, here we are talking in the 50s about our china, and I don't even know if today, if people getting married are registering for china. They're not. They're not. not. Okay, so if you have china, get it out. Because why not? Yeah, I agree. I haven't seen mine in over 10 years. Because I'm limiting. Although you can't put China in the dishwasher. I put everything in the dishwasher. I'm like hand wash. You know. Right? Okay, so this quote is from a friend, and I think it's perfect timing for what's going on in the world today. Um, Even though we're laughing today, it's a serious time with the coronavirus. So this quote reads, Viruses are contagious. So is panic, fear, hysteria, calm, love, enthusiasm, kindness, joy. Choose wisely. Isn't that timely? Yes. And then my second one that I like, and this is from Instagram, it says, uh, also appropriate in our, um, referring to our, some of our, past conversations from today. Uh, Social media has made too many of you comfortable with disrespecting people and not getting punched in the mouth for it. I'm going to read that again. Social media has made too many of you comfortable with disrespecting people and not getting punched in the mouth for it. I totally agree with that. Especially with kids Mm -hmm. your age. Yeah. They think that bullying behind a screen and saying what they think behind this they think that saying what they think behind a screen is easier acceptable and, right yeah and they could just run away and hide from it when the truth is it's still hurting a person the same way as it is hurting somebody if they're bullying in front of your face so yeah well said emily 
Good job. Good job, Em. What quote do you have, Em? Um, I have a quote from Martin Luther King Jr. because I just love all of his quotes. And and it's, it's a short one. And it's, Our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. I, I think this was also fitting for today because I, we talked about just stuff that bullying and just like saying what you believe and staying for your word for it because a life well lived is a life that is lived with courage and I think the most courageous act is not being silent and speaking and up speaking up for what you believe in and what you think is right. You have some serious girl power going on here. <laughs> Thank you. I admire you so much. Not only do I love you because you're my niece, but oh my gosh, at 14? she If she grew up in the 60s, she oh would be a fighter, women's liver. She would be right up there with Janis Joplin and uh, Jane Bill, Fonda. Jill, Billie Jean King and Jane Fonda. Okay, well, I have two quotes. Okay. One is from C.S. Lewis. I don't know who. <laughs> Do not tell me you don't know who C.S. Lewis is. What he wrote. Or well, she. <laughs> I don't know either. Wait. So, so C.S. Lewis is, you know. An author, right? What, what did he or she write? Oh, my God. We have to. We cannot put this in. What do you mean we something can't put this really in? Something really famous, like Little Women or something. Oh, yeah. Up. Look it up, Emily. Okay, let me tell you my quote. Wait, what, what is it? And this is appropriate. Or for... wait, no, 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 The yeah. Hobbit. Oh, yeah. Right? No, yeah, who did the see ho- us? The... <laughs> this is anyway, embarrassing. This is my the quote. Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Oh. oh. And what else? Oh, that's that's Narnia. That's yeah. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was yeah. close. The okay. Hobbit. Okay. Well, okay, so this is one that is kind of appropriate today. You can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. Oh, that's good. I, I like really that. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that fits my life appropriately. And then this one I, I um, was scrolling through and I thought, if you are honest, truthful, and transparent, and I'm transparent, people trust you. If people trust you, you have no grounds for fear, suspicion, or jealousy. Oh, and that, that, that we, is that is deep. That is the Dalai Lama. Oh, how deep that is. Okay, can you read that one more time? Sorry. Yes. If you are honest, truthful, and transparent, people trust you. If people trust you, you have no grounds for fear, suspicion, or jealousy. That's, That's great. Then I'm going to read one more, which is um, which is a quote that from um, Mindfulness Ireland that my girlfriend posts. Um, uh, and this one goes, if I can't make at least one person smile or pee their pants a little or maybe even spit out a drink, then my day was not wasted. That's and the that's, best. That's, you know. I want to put that in the pub. That's oh, great. Because Ireland, yes. 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 There's a and where's that from? The Mindfulness Ireland. The Mindfulness Ireland. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I'll follow them. Follow them. Follow Karen. Woo-woo. We're almost to our last segment, you guys. Love in the land. 
All about Cleveland. What else do we need besides friendly people and fresh water? We're talking about favorite things to do in Cleveland. Yeah, um, I have a few. Okay. Uh, so a f- there's, I have two free options. Okay. Both kind of regarding the same thing. Um, Cleveland is, we're lucky to be in a, like, a city that is so open to art and has a great art museum that is free to get in. The exhibits are paid, so if you want to go into the, like, the exhibits, they had, like, a Michelangelo exhibit and stuff, that's pay, payment, but just walking through is free. And it just has beautiful artwork, and it's just fun to go, just, if you want inspiration, if you want to just try something new. Also, walking downtown around the art sculptures, um, or near the CIA, they have, it's just almost refreshing and relaxing, especially on a nice day, and it just inspires me as an artist to draw more and to get to the places where the artwork is on in the museum. So, yeah. Okay, the art museum. Our little artist. Mm -hmm. So, I think, you know, I've lived in Cleveland for a while, lived in Northeast Ohio all my life. And I think it would be fun to go around and find the guitars that people had painted that are that are all over Cleveland and just take pictures and admire them, look at the plaques, see, you know, who painted it, why they painted it, what inspired them to paint, and try and find them. I thought that would be a really good way to see Cleveland. Is there a website that gives the location of them? Um, I know there is a, a website that gives um, the location of street art now. If you want to go and have your picture taken with, say, um, Prince down on West 25th and down by St. Malachy's, there actually is a website really? that gives different locations in Cleveland for street art. Uh, and environmental art. Oh, I did not I know I wonder that. if they are on there. That would be really cool because you're driving down Carnegie or Chester and there's a guitar and you're like, that is right out in the middle of nowhere. Right. The, car- the guitar is right there. So I think cool. that would be a fun way of a scavenger hunt or way of seeing, you know, Cleveland. Okay, I know you have a season um, theater tickets. So if you could recommend one restaurant downtown, Laura, because I know you go often as a date night with your husband or friends. What would it be? And I am a foodie. Yes, you definitely. (laughs) Um, It would be Colin Hubbard. It's right there on the corner. It's an, it really is now an icon. Right where? Right on Euclid and... Right down from the state theater. You can walk, you can walk to the Palace Theater. You can walk to the state. They change their menu every season. They, you always have good service. They get you in and out quickly. If I'm going to the theater, that is probably... That's your go-to. That's my go-to. That mm-hmm. is great advice. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys this think? We fun. podcasted. Woo! <laughs>